0: Hello, and welcome to the Gestalt IT Roundtable podcast. I'm Stephen Foskett. I am the organizer of Gestalt IT and Tech Field Day. We're going to talk today about differentiation, product differentiation. And as uh, Enrico Signoretti brings up, every day we get an email from Kickstarter that there's a new whatever. Now, I'm into watches. Every day there's a new company that has a new watch, and you know what? They're all the same thing. They use the same components, they're just packaged a little bit differently, and they're trying to make them sound magical and revolutionary. How do you differentiate in a commodity market? And this is a big problem for enterprise IT, because enterprise IT is rapidly commoditizing. Everything uses Intel CPUs now. Not just storage, but networking and and servers and everything is built on Intel CPUs. Everything in networking is built on those same Broadcom chips. Everything is built by the same ODMs in China. If you look behind the bezel of pretty much any storage product, you'll see the same system. It's either Dell or Supermicro. How do we differentiate in a world when everyone's doing pretty much the same thing? Or even if they're not all doing the same thing, at least there's a lot of me too products. You want to jump in there, Enrico?
1: Yeah, I I know that this in, in the storage industry lately. So you have a lot of me too companies, and it's quite a problem because uh, especially in the features. Now there, there is this first six months, one year when a feature is really the differentiator. Then all the others jump in and they they catch up very very quickly. It's, so. Um, I remember thing provisioning, for example. At the mm-hmm. beginning was, two thousand six, two thousand five. The first provisioning. Nineteen ninety six. Oh, the oh, great yeah, years okay, nineteen ninety six. But it oh, I, it first. became it became after freeport it, it became very very <laughs> famous. Two thousand eight, yeah. So, but before having a very good uh, uh, another very good uh, implementation, it took a while. Now, so it took uh, like five years. Four years, I don't know. Now it took six months. Yeah. So it takes very, very little time. I don't know if it, because the development process is much faster than in the past. What, what well, I
2: there's some leading technologies that are coming out, the, the non-volatile storage, 3DX and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Being able to take advantage of that effectively, we saw had today, Commonario had, you know, had some capabilities in that regard. I think being there in order to take advantage of those technologies when they come out are important to to differentiate but it does seem like these companies
0: come in waves and it's like you know and i guess that's the nature of innovation right yeah it's and and like you're saying like these dedupe products remember all those dedupe products turned out that was just a feature Hmm. um it's just an architecture choice yeah they're all just features yeah well that's that's the problem right all these flash storage companies all flash arrays we had that argument earlier today Right, uh, Gartner defined storage and um, all flash arrays. Turns out they didn't exist. That was just an architecture choice. That yeah, was just so a that, way to build is, it.
1: The, the big problem is stay innovative. You, you know, the, the staying innovative is a, a very big problem today. So you have to uh, you, you design a product today, an architecture today. In ten years, that architecture is no no longer valid. So perhaps we could look at certainly in storage, look at the um,
3: look at the drive manufacturers. You know. What do hard drive manufacturers do to differentiate themselves nowadays they don't really do they they're all pretty much mm-hmm. kinetic drive devices you know, and SMR. Kinet- kinetic <laughs> devices. helium right but all of those, are those, just, are those le- just leaps around capacity aren't
0: they to make the drive a little bit bigger than the next one and then they all catch up so you, mm-hmm. and so, yeah the only thing that matters the only spec that matters on on hard drives today is how many TBs is it
3: yeah and there's almost you nobody, know? nobody cares about reliability really yeah
0: you know even though there are
3: things that'll show you that some drives are significantly less reliable nobody Mm -hmm. really cares
0: yeah i I think it's fair to say that hard drives have commoditized we've only got uh, 2.1 manufacturers of hard drives left and uh you know pretty soon it's going to be two yes smr yes uh you know helium helium drives that is a merely an implementation detail kinetic the only thing people care well kinetic is was an attempt to have a different kind of drive but but it's the same (laughs) and the funny thing is both of the companies had their own, and they had one, and they were trying to standardize it and trying to make something that works. They're trying to commoditize it.
1: But isn't that the point of commodity? Is you don't have to worry about all the speeds and feeds. You, it's just good enough. Like, it, getting mm-hmm. to that point where for storage, we're doing the same things we did with compute. Bye bye from a tier one vendor. I know what I'm getting. I care more about post sales support and the nice lunch that I got taken to during the procurement decision. I don't really care about. Various <laughs> arguments on Twitter about what is the best ASIC or what is the best backend architecture, or i mean, it's all very interesting and stuff. But but let's face it, most of our customers aren't really
0: differentiation, the business model, and support. Then, if the hardware component is, I think it's to commodity. It's potentially, that or, or how you—oh, well, the differentiation around. is in the software. What are you going to I do know. with it,
2: <laughs> Ray? I Ray, think, what do you I have to think say? You can <laughs> differentiate in hardware. It's costly, it's time-consuming, but you, know, you look at 3PAR, it's ASIC. You look at Hitachi, it's their own c- configuration. If you look at you know, DSSD, it's their own hardware. You can differentiate hardware. It's costly and it's time-consuming. And the question is, will the software functionality get to a point where that differentiation doesn't matter anymore?
0: Well, let's talk about a, an, another market where we've got commodities. Uh, you've got commodity hardware, and you've got commodity software, too. And there's attempts at differentiation, phones, right? Think about it. All the Android phones, most consumers think of them as pretty, you know, stand in for each other, right? They think of them as, you know, smartphone, generic smartphone, and they'll buy whichever. You know, some of them will take whichever one their service provider is offering, you know, whichever one's free, whatever like that. But then, then there's that one, that one company that's differentiating by building their own phone platform. And they've got their own hardware and literally their own CPU, their own software. Um, Is that a market? Is that a model for what could happen in the enterprise? Could we have truly differentiated products in a world of commodities?
3: Maybe isn't it uh, maybe uh, worth considering the let's say the broader ecosystem of a product, for example, of a company which is offering let's say integration points with other products from the service line from their from their line. Sorry. if we go, for example, for hyperconverged, for example, two, three years ago, there was like maybe one, two companies on that. Now everybody's screaming, me too. We're the one who invented it, and, uh, and so on. But if you get down to the features, basically almost all the companies offer something similar. Maybe SimpliVity is maybe doing something really different in this, in this field, I mean, with their uh, specific technology and card, How about otherwise.
1: SimpliVity doesn't have uh, the hardware. It's very, very basic. Yeah. The differentiator is not there. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, the IP.
3: It, it, Yes, exactly. It's so the, the
1: problem is, look at Google. A couple of weeks ago they announced that they have a CPU for uh, artificial intelligence. Google CPU? Yeah, but it's really? Google. It's Apple, it's Google, potentially it's Facebook. Yes. Facebook tomorrow has a problem. They can design, build, and uh, have a product that is viable because... Actually, they have the numbers. No one else has the So If you have a very small Chinese uh, manufacturer like Xiaomi a few years ago, okay, you can start just with standard hardware, and you can put something on top of it to make it, you know, more fancy, more whatever. But actually, you can start from scratch. You look at violin. Yeah.
0: Oh. Well, and that's that's the thing. Let's bring it back to the enterprise here. Maybe bring it back to storage. You got Violin. You got Pure with the the new Flashblade. Uh, maybe Ray's right.
1: But, well, no, but, but it's oh. it's odd. So I was saying the contrary. So you have Violin. They 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 spent so much time and money building a a, but, uh, a, a product that now uh, doesn't have the future and can't keep up. But also Tripart. Tripart was both in uh was 2010 2012 right and it was not going very good you you, you have to think about so Trippa the uh, triple was lucky okay there was dell and hp fighting for them. a lot of money spent on them okay and then it's hp that can continue to develop the the chip but actually Think about 3PAR without the acquisition. Yeah, would, I, I mean, the would, would it be would it be a problem for them uh, every other year finding a new you know, a new chip and improve that chip.
3: But you know what? I I think you'll probably find that there's less and less use of that chip in the par platform. I don't think so. More, I think the I think more. I don't think so. I think they use it, but I don't think they use it in time. They move. They move compression in there. They're moving
2: functionality in there. They, any, any, a lot of their new functionality is coming out. I think it's important if you're going to do hardware innovation, to provide real value from it. And the problem is if you start if if the hardware innovation doesn't really supply the value, and there's software that can come over here and do the same functionality. Uh, almost as much with without you know the hardware development costs and time and all that stuff. That's when you lose out. I think that the the, the challenge with Apple versus Android, you know, Apple defined the market for so- smartphones to some extent, but they also went after it from a from a from a consumer side, understanding what the value is and how how are you going to make this sort of uh, environment as easy as possible. And and that's where so, they but, that's uh, where they that's where they really expanded. But they have...
1: I, I don't want to. So are, are we sure that the final goals of Apple and Google are the same? No. Because, because Google, Google Google sell advertisement mm-hmm. and yeah, search, so they want the phone in the end of two, three, four billion people, if possible. Apple want to make money on each on single device. Okay, luxury devices are the best devices to make money, so you have you can differentiate when uh Google wants one hundred if possible they want ten ten dollars 10, $10 phone if it's possible because they want that you search and you buy products um, yeah i
0: agree if if Google could get Android given out for free <laughs> yeah. as long as it served the as long as it fed back into the Google search sure. stuff, mm-hmm. They would be perfectly happy for it, right? And that's literally that's how they they they, Android really is free. Uh, So you're right, yeah. So Google's trying to feed the Google machine. Apple's trying to make margin. So it's really not. um, There is so far no enterprise analogy for Google, right? There's no enterprise uh, uh, system that is just trying to feed the machine. I don't know, maybe Amazon. 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 Uh, (laughs) But uh, but you're right. There's not a direct there's not a direct parallel there. So um, but it is it is so difficult to try to figure out. Yeah, is, there, is it still possible to really differentiate your products, or prob- is it just part of the current wave of development? You know, oh now it's the you know object storage wave. Now it's the software defined storage wave. Now it's the OpenStack storage wave or the Docker storage wave or whatever comes next. And so the, the thing with Apple is that they owned everything, right? They mm-hmm. own the hardware. They can make those differentiations. In the enterprise space, you've got all these different variables, right? Mm-hmm. And we heard today through Kim that uh that they're looking at futures. They're looking at how they're going to define the storage path itself to get those differentiators on their storage
1: platform. So are we still... Are we able to define the differentiation. So you, if you are an enterprise, you are buying an application, you are not buying infrastructure, actually. So at the end of the day, look at the thing provisioning Do you have thing provision? Yes. Check. Do you have a snapshot? Yes. Check. Do you have and and you do, you have, do you have compression? You have yeah. Compression? Your problem is, <laughs> is competing with... Uh, I think the last... I, I talked with a customer a few days ago, and they're thinking, right, now that AWS has a, a, an instance that can run uh, Sapana, we will try it.
2: Hmm. I want to hear from Ray. The last company <laughs> that can be an apple of enterprise was IBM and Mainframe. They owned it all. Ooh. They had software, they had hardware, they had everything. But what they did was <laughs> they, they tried to extract more margin than they should have. They tried to really control that space rather than really allowing... Effectively, a more
0: open environment. That, And yeah, frankly, I you think. could say the same about Apple. <laughs> so there we go.
3: Right, they still do that now, because if you look at the, um, the older versions of the mainframe software, you can run it all on your PC quite happily. They won't, they won't open source or release any of it. Yeah. You know, you think you really want your platform to be popular. You would do that, but they don't. They want to control it. But I was just going to say one thing, if I can, just to finish off what you were saying, Ray, about the hardware. Um, as you were saying about the differentiation in the hardware and how you know things like DSSD have come around and so on. In some respects, if you look at some of those um, some of those developments, they've been in quite niche markets. So as the hardware is getting more specialised in certain parts of storage, it's actually becoming more niche. Whereas the commodity stuff is moving, you know, to to cheaper ways of doing things. And I wonder whether, as we go further, we're going to find that we're pushing that to a tighter and tighter funnel, where the ability to to create something that's more unique only targets a smaller market segment and as soon as that market segment becomes more popular it commoditizes and other people start building similar things that then are difficult to differentiate
0: against and that's i think that's a pretty wise uh, wise thought you know i mean if you look at you know the and and not just from a hardware perspective but a truly differentiated storage product um, you know, look at something like SolidFire. It was designed for a certain specific use case. You know, multi-tenant block storage for the cloud with quality of service and all that. We were saying earlier um, that's that's a market of um, just a few dozen potential customers. Um, you know, who who would potentially want that? But those people really, really want it. Yes. Yeah, so and well, maybe that's the the example of the top of your pyramid. So, so getting back to Enrico's question, thing at the very beginning of this.
3: Um, about how to differentiate, and the fact that you can't ultimately, that demonstrates that we're in a commodity market or something, mm-hmm. because it is—it's more difficult to differentiate because it's not specialized in you and and you know mm-hmm.
0: addressing a different discussion. Yeah, and uh, you know, in terms of commoditization too, you know, somebody mentioned simplicity. I mean, yeah, they've got a, 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 an ASIC and they insist that that they need that in order to achieve you know their global dedupe and the you know performance that they want, uh, but at the same time. I guarantee you that as soon as you know, the next generation Xeons come out and they find that it's got the performance they need, that chip disappears because why would you have a custom accelerator if you don't need a custom accelerator? You're just wasting money. You're just wasting, you're giving away margin because they have to compete with people who don't have custom chips. So why bother? So does anybody else want to chime in on differentiation? Anything else? Uh, Can you see this happening? Can you see our industry re-differentiating or are we just doomed for commoditization? I think we're doomed. All right, very good. (laughs) Uh, On that note... Uh, For me, Stephen Foskett, thank you very much for joining us uh, for this really sad and depressing discussion of commoditization (laughs) and the doom of the industry. Uh, If you'd like to learn more about the doom of your industry, head over to gestaltit.com slash podcast. You'll find a lot more episodes of this just as soon as we record them. The On-Premise IT Roundtable is once again brought to you by Gestalt IT, home to IT coverage from across the enterprise. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at gestaltit.com and at facebook.com slash gestaltit very original the on-premise it roundtable is produced by rich straffolino that's me until next time from all of us here at Gestalt IT, have a super sparkly day